I was given life 200 years ago. I am like none other. Hello and welcome back to Scream by KY Lubrication. I'm just going to keep that one. Okay, cool. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. Yeah, the same Sergio who's been trying to ruin the opening of this show for like a full minute by I, saying I think naughty things. I've been trying to ruin this show since I got on it. I mean, that's true. That's just tea. That's what the kids say. Sure. I've seen it on Twitter, I know. Okay. I can cite my sources. Anyway, we're continuing our jaunt through the... Uh, Frankenstein ephemera today uh, with the 2014 epic I Frankenstein. Brennan, yes? can you define ephemera for me? Um, Just kind of like, I mean, ephemeral means kind of like, it, it's a word that literally means like hard to put your finger on. Okay. <laughs> um, kind of vagaries. Mm-hmm. Um, you could, we could also say apocrypha. I think mm-hmm. that's inappropriately like old fat, old timey word. Apocrypha. Yeah. Like ephemera. This has been a very edifying experience. Thank you. Brennan Sergio, taught me that word. Yeah, Sergio learned the word edifying, and it's been very exciting and edifying for him. Well, you taught it to me like years ago. Um, you finally learned it. Well, no, I I'm heard so it proud. I heard it used in the regular like <laughs> discourse uh-huh. out in the world. I was like, oh, yeah, Brennan taught me what that word meant years ago. I just had no reason to like apply it and use it because why would you need to when the word educate is there? Yep. Anyway, um, before we talk about the movie, let's do uh, ten word reviews of movies we caught in the past week, including the Good Boys. No, the just Good Boys. What did What did you think? Um, tiny tots make fun, and I laugh. <laughs> Great. And my review is a sweet, funny romp with abjectly terrible editing. The editing was fine. Oh no, Sergio, okay. don't even. Okay, I'm not gonna. Thank you. Because I can't. Um. So what's next? Uh, Little Women. Um, Oh, yeah. White women live their best lives, but old times. Yeah. And mine is A Charming Tale of British Adult Girlhood in Massachusetts. (laughs) Um, Any other things about, like, people and their size and whether or not their behavior is good or bad? Any other movies, what I'm saying? No, that's it. I mean, we could talk about Underwater if you want. Do you want to? I mean, I only set up two because you hate it when I give you three, even though it's what we used to do every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can do underwater. I haven't written one, so I'll have to think real quick. Okay. Go for it. Oh, oh, I just, uh, it's my turn. Okay. Yes. Um, well, I'll just jump right in, um, just like the movie does. Underwater shit, nonstop. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, underwater. Intense thriller with ugly visuals is True. okay time. Yeah, like like forty seven meters down. If it was better, and the sharks were Lovecraftian monstrosities, mm-hmm. it was bananas. You guys should watch it. Watch it while inebriated, which sure. you can at your local AMC. This podcast, yeah, is at the McGuffin's Bar. I wonder if they have any underwater themed cocktails. Did you say McGuffins? McGuffins. Oh, okay, because it's McGuffins. Yeah, I know. I heard you say McGuffins. Well. What you hear and what I say tend to be different things. <laughs> Rude. Okay, Brian. So what brings us here today? The movie I, Frankenstein, bringing together families since 2014. Um, what the hell kind of family is like reunited <laughs> with this movie? Let's gather around the fire, kids, and watch the tale of I, Frankenstein. 
Okay, um, <clears throat> here's... Oh, I have to reload it. But here is the plot of I, Frankenstein off of IMDb. Um, bear with me. The plot synopsis is a little long Wrong? and complicated because oh. the movie is strangely dense for like a 90-minute movie. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yes. Feel free to interrupt me at any time, Sergio. Always. In 1795, Dr. Rude. Frankenstein... Oh, wait, yeah, this is a clip. The monster kills his wife, Elizabeth... And Frankenstein dies. The creature buries his creator in the Frankenstein family cemetery and is then attacked by demons before being rescued by the gargoyles of fear and Keziah. Pause. Yes. It's not gargoyles. They are angels. No, they are gargoyles. They are angels. The word angel is not spoken in this movie. No, they can communicate with the archangel Gabriel or something. Okay, but that's different. That's an archangel. Yeah, but whatever. And then the gargoyles are there. The gargoyles are also angels. They have They're gargoyles. They protect the church. They are angels. Um, I know there's... Look... The, the the thing that the semantics that we are going to be arguing about through this movie are that they are clearly angels, but no one ever says that they're angels. They only call themselves gargoyles. Uh, I, I disagree, but we continue. Okay, so they bring the monster before the gargoyle queen, Leonor, and their commander, Gideon. Leonor explains that they were created by the archangel Michael to battle demons on Earth See? and protect humanity. Angel. No, but the archangel created them. He doesn't create other angels. Why would Brennan? We create other humans, right? Like, so you just say angels be fucking up in heaven? Yes, to make the gargoyles. Yes. Okay. That's how it worked in like Greece. Remember, like the humans would fuck in the, the movie Greece. No, like is that what Rizzo's in Greek baby is? mythology? Brennan, okay. the gods would fuck humans and make demigods. So the angels probably fucked humans and made gargoyles. They have probably fucked rocks. <laughs> Who cares what they fucked? The angels. We're not going to kink shame here. What we're gonna say is they fucked and made some gargoyles. Okay, that's canon. Okay, but the gar- would their babies inherently be angels or would they just be half angels? Probably be half angels. That's why they're gargoyles. Okay, so they're not angels. Whatever. Fine. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <clears throat> they name the creature Adam and invite him to join them, but he declines and departs after being given heavy baton-like weapons to protect himself, as more demons will come after him. The weapons allow him to descend demons, destroying their bodies and trapping their souls in hell, as they have the symbol of the gargoyle order carved on them. Soon he learns that uh, the demon prince Nibirius has the intention of creating an army of soulless corpses to be possessed by demons. The, sci- so the scientist Terra is researching a process to create life, and Nibirius is seeking Dr. Frankenstein's journal to help Terra and raise his army. <laughs> and there's a whole like war and shit. It's a whole thing. Okay, so we rate our movies out of five on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. Sergio, what's your scariness score? One. Yay, me too. There was nothing frightening about... I feel like I open up every review about that. Like, with that exact well, line, there was nothing frightening. This is clearly, like, a campier movie than not. Well, um, lately <laughs> lately in our little uh, franchise forays, it's been either, like, more comedic ones or just, like, silly late sequels or this one, which does not intend to be scary. It's an action-adventure movie. Um, so like, whatever, you know, we're not mad about it. You know, it's, in my culture, what? when someone sneezes, people say salute. Okay. Or but bless you, I've heard, is a common thing in American culture. Oh, that's fun. Just throwing that out there. Okay, cool. Thanks for uh, edifying me. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So yeah, um, this movie was not frightening. Um, <laughs> 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 there were no scares at all. The only um, frightening thing is the lack of manners in this apartment. Would you think exactly yeah. took the words right out of my mouth? Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that the opening scene was slightly scary or was meant to be creepy? No. Okay. Um, yeah. I will say on um, the one thing, there's an all out demon assault on the gargoyle castle. Mm-hmm. 
because they're trying to capture Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster who's called Adam, but is also called Frankenstein. And in the end comes to realize that he is a Frankenstein very much like Ray's journey in star Wars, the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it does end with him announcing his name and his identity, which is like, thank you. I just, I didn't know that that was your name. Uh, but yeah, he's like, I am, I, my father's son, I Frankenstein. It's like, ooh. That wasn't the exact quote. Something like that. It was similar, but yeah. He's like, I, defender of the gargoyle order or some shit like that. Yeah, I was more in line. Like, when the forces of darkness descend upon the world, you count on me to be there. You should just write your own, like, adaptation of this and set it in the modern world. Is this not set in the modern world? It's not really clear because we don't really see a whole lot of, like, humans in it. We did see cars. We saw Carl. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um I have something to say, but we can we can stop on Carl for a second. Okay. <laughs> because <clears throat> so this takes place in a city which seems Europe-y because it's dominated by giant churches. Uh-huh. Um with gargoyles, which is not really an American thing to have. Mm-hmm. Um but it's unclear where it's set at all. It is in a city. We do see a shot of him walking down a city sidewalk and then there's a shot of him in a bar having a fight at one point. So we do see extras Mm -hmm. there are they hired some people to stand around in the background of this movie but only for those two scenes because every other city scene it's just the like the characters that we know the gargoyles and the demons and the frankenstein and then sexy yvonne strahovski as dr tara and her co-worker carl and he's the only other human in this town that we give a shit about and they're all just kind of wandering around together they meet at a train station that is empty Maybe closed. They're like behind a wall of water that I thought was a demon force field, but just continues to be there after the demons leave. And I'm like, maybe it's just the wall of this train station. I think it's art. Yeah. Um, Bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Anyway. So, oh my God. Yeah. We're, I guess, well, I'm sick and you're sneezing. So it's going to be a real fun ride today. It's cold in this apartment. Mm -hmm. We can't afford heat. Anyway. So, yeah. And then... Because they're they're trying to intimidate Tara into creating the army of the undead. And she's like, no, I'd rather die than do this. She didn't say it in that deep a voice, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and they're like, well, what if we killed Carl instead? And so they just murder Carl. And she's like, oh, no, not Carl. We have to reanimate Carl, uh-huh. my best friend, this guy that I worked with. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I don't know. Like, she was willing to lay down her own life to stop this from happening. And then this guy, he's not even at risk. He's already dead. They done killed him. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, guess I got to raise an army of the undead to destroy the world for Carl. <laughs> yeah. Bless you. Ivan Strahovski's motivations are really kind of nonsensical. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a commentary on science. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <On> science. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to disinfect that microphone. It was probably infected with your germs. I don't use that one. You touch it. Oh my god, sneeze in your elbow. Well. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is disgusting. <laughs> and now it, now the world knows that you're disgusting. How do you feel about that? The world knew that beforehand. Okay, whatever. Um, there's a part where the demons are attacking the church and there's a ho- they're like running real fast towards the church like a whole bunch of World War Z zombies, which was kind of fun. But other than that, this movie's not really a horror movie. It's more a watch Aaron Eckhart walking really slowly in a coat movie. And that's just kind of what we're doing. Yeah, and we're here for that. Let's, like, make no mistake. We all love Aaron Eckhart. There was a time where he was, like, our media darling. 
Yeah, he was. He was in No Reservations with Gwyneth Paltrow. He was in Rabbit Hole with Nicole Kidman. Was he really? Yes. He was in Aaron Brockovich with Julia Roberts. He was in uh, The Dark Knight Rises, maybe? No, just The Dark Knight. Just The Dark Knight with some friends. Christian Christian Bale. Bale. He was in other stuff. I don't know that I know any other Aaron Eckhart movies. I think he was in... No, that was Owen Wilson who was in that movie with Marley and me. I think he wasn't a dog movie, though. Probably. Anyway, this isn't really important right now. Let's move on to campiness. What's your campiness score? Um, campiness for me is three. Okay. Um, I'm at a four. This movie is wild. Why did you give it a four? This movie is wild. First of all, Miranda Otto is in this movie. She plays Queen Leonore, leader of the Gargoyles. Uh-huh. And I love Miranda Otto. Um, she's so good as Aunt Zelda in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, mm-hmm. um, which is also a beautiful camp performance. This movie, like, she acts so seriously. And she, look, she knows it's some dumb bullshit, but she's like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to be this gargoyle queen and I will slay, slay mm-hmm. the demons. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just it, What? No, nothing. Okay. The funniest part of the camp for me is how, like, gritty and gravelly this ridiculous mythology is. Like, we're really meant to care about Frankenstein's, like, identity crisis. He's like, I'm not a human. I'm not a demon. I'm not a gargoyle. And it's like, okay, no one's a gargoyle. What is, mm. like, the sheer amount of times that people say the word gargoyle is really highly amusing to me. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this movie was for Frankenstein fans? I no. Like it kind of was. How could it be? There's well, no Frankenstein stuff in this. Well, I think that's kind of why, is that they assume you already know, like, the plight of the character. The, like, moral conundrum that he's in is something that's been created by man and, you know, with real no identity or ties to the human race other than that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're labeled this monster thing, even though you yourself view yourself as something different. You don't know what that difference is. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's the identity politics at play here. Um I don't think it did a good job of relaying all of that. It just assumes you know it, and then we can just move on. Interesting analysis. Um, so you're you're positing that there is a viewer out there who read Frankenstein and loved the book and was like, finally, his journey is complete. He has come to understand that he is truly a member of his family. Kind of, maybe. He's um, like, I, Skywalker. Because what else would the reason for this movie be if not that? Uh, the reason is we can watch a bunch of demon souls go to hell in fiery fireballs. The CGI was top notch. I mean, I loved it. I loved their deaths. I love well, the deaths of the gargoyles was sad. They were sad, but it was awesome. It was beautiful. They explode into these huge beams of light, and their souls kind of rocket up into the heavens. Yeah, it's like when the angel on you know that Super Smash Brothers game. Yeah. You know the angel character. Is that Icarus? Icarus, yeah. He when he he can sometimes transport. Oh, cool! I think no, wait, no, I'm 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 wrong. He sure. flies. Okay. Why am I thinking of something? Maybe he does. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so um, sorry. But anyway, the thing that I love about this is that this is one of one of those million <laughs> like fantasy properties where it's like the human world as you know it does exist, and this battle is like secretly along the fringes, and we can't let the humans know about it. Mm-hmm. And that's such a trope because they want to. You know, give a little magic to your world and say, like, oh, maybe this really is happening and mm-hmm. they're just hiding it from you. Because mm-hmm. there's no other reason to hide it from people mm-hmm. other than, like, the fact that we don't live in a world with evil gargoyles and demons and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they're like, well, they're clearly hiding if this exists, if we're going to posit a world where this is happening. Um, but anyway, so they're like, Frankenstein, 
Um, due to your interference, a demon killed a cop in the street. We can't have humans learning about our existence or whatever. But then they're just fighting out in the courtyard of this church in the middle of the city. And the only reason they're keeping it secret is because apparently no one lives in this city. Hmm. Um, and they're just, I don't know. The, the mythology is very strange here. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Yvonne Strahovski is kind of good in this. Um, she has Explain, a, she has a very she has at least a very funny moment where her character seems to realize how crazy everything is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, where Doctor Bill Nye, the evil guy, mm-hmm. Prince Nabirius, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, he the Frankenstein's in his lab, and he's like, "Oh, Frankenstein, this is Doctor Terra, our best geneticist, or whatever." And she's just like, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> Was it ever explained, or do you know exactly who Prince Nabirius is? Or are we supposed to know? He's he's just the the prince of the demons. Okay, because I was they really just introduced his character. And we're like, you have to know who this is, and I, oh. I didn't know. Well, he's the Miranda Otto of the demons. Well, I know that much. Okay, I was able to like figure that much out, but I didn't know if he was like something else, something more important. Like biblically, is he based on someone? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, just Nabirius is a very specific name. It is. Who knows? I'm know. I'm no theologist. Um, yeah. Let's see what else is going on. Um, oh, we we. I did liked the gargoyles. Um, uh, sorry, the angels' no. relationship with one another. They were funny. Yeah. You had the two angels that were in love. Gargoyles. Um, and then you had that one angel who really hated Frankenstein. He did. His name was Gideon, and he was played by Jai Courtney. And who's just, only in good things. Yeah, and you just know. You knew right when you saw him and his interaction with Frankenstein that he was going to die mm-hmm. with the amount of hate that he was hurling at him. And oh, yeah. he did. He died by Frankenstein's hand. Yeah, haters going to hate, man. Yeah. And then you get killed with the a giant axe that's inscribed with the insignia of the Gargoyle Order, which can apparently also kill gargoyles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, we came to the conclusion that Dr. Frankenstein is definitely super gay in this iteration of Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Because Aaron Eckhart's like, I was cobbled together from 16 different parts of eight different bodies. And I'm like, these bodies were all of hot blonde men. <laughs> so Dr. Frankenstein definitely had a had a type. Mm-hmm. All right. So okay. the demon Nabirius was first mentioned by... Oh, no, is it real? Johann Weyer in 1583. He is supposedly the most valiant Marquess of Hell and has 19 legions of demons under his command. He makes men cunning in all arts, odd in sciences, according to most authors, but especially in rhetoric, speaking with a hoarse voice. He also restores lost dignities and honors, although to Johann Weyer, he procures the loss of them. Interesting. Um, So are are they saying that scientists are evil and they're ruled by Prince Nobirius? That's what I'm getting from this. That's kind of what I'm getting from this Wikipedia entry. I don't know exactly what it means um but it kind of looks like cerberus what does any of it mean but it's cute little cerberus oh he's got like three dog heads yeah and they're tiny like they're cute dogs yeah one of them's like one like a lap dog yeah. with like white floppy ears yeah we love nabirius <laughs> anyway have gone with that image instead of yeah instead of the like buffy the vampire slayer demon masks yeah. that they have um yes great oh that's adorable and he's wearing a little like suit with tails. Mm-hmm. Great. He got chicken legs. Wow. Nabirius and gives leg day. Save that picture. I want to put it on our Twitter. Okay. Send it to me. I'm adding it to photos as we speak. Okay, thank you. Um anyway, so what are we 
talking about campiness. You sure. were talking about the gargoyle order. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's just it's so full of like dumb movie shit. Like um, the the evil the pods where they have the soulless corpses that they're gonna um, possess with demons. Um, at the end, you know, they're starting to fill them with demon souls and whatnot. And there's little like health meters on the thing that said like reanimating one percent, two percent, three percent. It was great. Um, ooh. I have I just have a couple things. My favorite line in the movie, which I'm gonna use anytime a customer is rude to me, it's descend in pain, demon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there are two lines that I'm just gonna be super annoying and semantical about. First of all, <clears throat> uh, Prince Nibirius says something about he's been working for centuries to unravel the mortal coil, uh, which is a reference to the line in Hamlet, which is about shuffling off this mortal coil, and it's not a literal coil it's not a spring shuffling off the mortal coil means like pushing a weight off your shoulders of like trials and tribulation it's a different meaning of the word coil it's not people like walking and falling off the bottom of a coil Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so i was like prince nabirius needs to learn his shakespeare first of all and then there's a great part there's kind of a dialogue about whether um frankenstein is a, a he or an it because Gideon keeps calling him it because he's a demon or he's a he's not a human or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the people who say like, oh, he is a human, he has worth, call him a he. <clears throat> so and Dr. Yvonne Strahovski, that's like part of her journey. Mm-hmm. So when one of the demons is like, um, it's here, she's like him, not it, him. And so in my head, I'm just like, him's here? That doesn't work at all, Yvonne Strahovski. I know you're a scientist, <laughs> but you are not a linguist. Okay, that was pretty funny. <laughs> okay, thank you. Because um, I skipped that entire, I guess, I just missed it. Um, but yeah, go ahead, continue. Yeah, no, he, he yes, is here. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, I think th- I think that's about enough on giving this for this movie. All right, so that brings us to effects. Yes, it does. And I give it a solid five. Wow, what? <laughs> yeah, the effects were gnarly. They were plentiful. They weren't necessarily good, uh-huh. but like you got real life gargoyles moving kind of like pixelated blocks uh-huh. you got their shiny bright deaths you got demons demons with really ugly face masks that you were like why would they even bother doing this at all yeah um especially and, when we could have that triple dog head man yeah and, and it would have been just as good if not better um and then you got their fiery deaths which were super cool because they like burned holes in the ground and prince Nibirius's death was radical yeah his death like shoots it's kind of like it shoots like a five shoots like a star out right it's like a pentagram of like five fireballs Uh that leave the building and surround like the palace Uh uh-huh was it a palace or was it like a church it was his like lab but it looked like some sort of like university church type thing which makes sense because you know he endows the sciences or something sure he's a supporter of demon work um and then it all go, comes crashing down. Everything just burns in his fiery death. Yeah. Which <clears> you would <throat> expect for the death of a demon of his caliber. Yeah. And I was going to give this film a two because the CGI is pretty shitty. But I'm going to give it a three because it's not that shitty. Uh-huh. Like, it's not The Rock in The Mummy Returns uh-huh. um, or something like that. Like, it's, you know, it's obviously not real, but it's not as like shitty blocky CGI as it could be. Uh-huh. It is a very like grim toned down bad brown and gray color palette. 
Um, but it mostly looks like what it's supposed to look like, and it is like just a fun, ridiculous concept that it does bring to life in a way that is just visual enough that you're like, I can buy it in the terms of this movie. Mm-hmm. Do you think they CGI'd Aaron at Hart's abs? Never. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your thank you for your question. Okay. Um and yeah, interesting to me, like the angels are all uh, the gargoyles, I'm so sorry. Um the gargoyles are all these like beautiful people and the demons they're not ugly. They're they're just it like when they're not in demon form, they just look like a random assortment of people in like a DMV waiting room. Mm-hmm. Like it's just you look like an accountant or just like some 40-year-old dude with a receding hairline. You're just kind of like hanging out. It's not very scary. Mm-hmm. It's just dudes. Mm-hmm. Are there any female demons? Yeah, there's one. Okay. Yeah, I remember because they, uh, like, Jai Courtney gets her character and she's like, I have a message for you. And it's, we took your queen or whatever because uh, oh, yeah. they were using, they were using the demons to like lure them out lure yeah. her protective gargoyles God, and they capture her for a minute and, they really and then that minute is over so quickly yeah. <laughs> like she's captured in one scene and then rescued the next scene yep. and then they lose the book but then they get the book back yeah and queen leon like if they he, they work so hard to rescue the queen but when she gives a command to gideon to not give away the notebook he does anyway and it's like what's even the point mm-hmm. um if you don't respect her <laughs> um also the the demons because they do that full out attack because of Frankenstein they really cut down the gargoyle army by like half mm-hmm. and it's like why didn't you just do this with or without Frankenstein clearly you have the upper hand on these gargoyles yeah it's like just take care of them first and then like you know it's smooth sailing from here on out yeah like I thought that the church was like a hallowed ground that the demons weren't allowed on or something mm-hmm. um like they couldn't operate on it. But then they were just like, nope, we're here. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe before midnight or something they're allowed to go there. But like, Yeah, they the do clock... have to leave at midnight. Yeah, they like left real quick after midnight. Maybe that was part of the plan. It was like, you know, when you got a certain number of hours, you know, at midnight, you guys got to yeah. just like jet back. I guess it was because they did kidnap the queen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I remember something I was going to say. You s- you mentioned that in the, in the Wikipedia that Prince Nibirius has 16 hordes or whatever mm-hmm. um, in the movie. He has 666 hordes. Get it? Yeah. Okay, cool. I gotcha. All right. What's your quality score for High Frankenstein? Two. Okay. I'm no two. Okay. Yeah, I'm like teetering on a three because I think the CGI is fun enough uh-huh. that like, you know, you can have some fun with this movie the way that we did uh-huh. um, and the way that we are hopefully convincing people to do themselves. But the story is lacking in any kind of coherent way. Oh, yeah. And... You, who who could care about any of the characters yeah. other than like, you know, Bill Nye and Miranda Otto just spouting a wild dialogue about gargoyles? <laughs> um, yeah, if they had taken the Frankenstein aspect out of this and just made him like a regular man or something, caught in this war, yeah, unbeknownst to him, because uh-huh. like maybe he died on the operating table and was just brought back to life, and now he can see these demons and angels or something. Yeah, Frankenstein does not need to be in this, even though he's the whole crux of the demons' plot. <laughs> um, that would have been a much better movie. Um, it would have allowed for some more gnarly effects and like more, I guess, interesting plot points. But this one, the movie that we got, was just kind of like that. Yeah. And <laughs> what? Go ahead. Oh, now, time for my rating. And I was looking on Letterboxd, and I do think it is fun or p- fun and popular to hate this movie. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of half stars, a lot of one stars. 
I'm giving this a three out of five. Uh-huh. I had such a blast with this movie. I Frankenstein fucks. This movie's wet and wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not necessarily recommending it to people, um, but I, I would say, recommend it. yeah, okay. I mean, like, uh, there, there's a concept introduced by the We Hate Movies podcast of a hangover movie. It's like if you're at home in bed, like suffering through a hangover, just trying to nap it off. Like this is the kind of movie to put on where you can fall asleep for 15 minutes, wake up and still know exactly what's going on in the Uh plot. It's luxuriantly dumb. You do not have to focus at all. Yeah. Um, It's just, I had so much fun watching this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's completely banana pants. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I have to say about that. Okay, cool. Um, Who is your favorite character in the movie? I mean Miranda Otto just because she's Miranda Otto. Okay. What about you? I liked jo- I liked all of the angels, the gargoyles, the angels, the gargoyles. Yes, Jai Courtney's character was really fun because he was so intense. He was. Um, and then I liked the weird couple angel. Yeah, and then the girl angel was like, "Let oh, me die." Yeah, let <laughs> so me I can join him. Yeah, because apparently they're in their cult gargoyle cult. They're not allowed to date so she's like yeah she's like i'd rather die so i can fuck this angel i love see you said angel damn it gargoyle no they're angels no they're really not though now they are because they're dead i guess so um actually i really like um (laughs) the transition from human to gargoyle and back Mm -hmm. so like they'll leap into the air and their like capes become wings Mm -hmm. and it's kind of fun they flutter around it's cool it's pretty and then the miranda auto gargoyle is like this a white crystalline one which is fun Mm -hmm. she still looks bad well yeah i think it's more marble than crystal i just couldn't think of the right it's just it's sparkly is what Mm -hmm. it is this movie is great watch i frankenstein (laughs) Um, any last thoughts? Um, no, I thought it was fine. Okay. Yeah. That's I'm fair. Excited. Yeah, you're you're less jazzed on it than I am. I'm excited for our next Frankenstein movie, the one starring um my two kings, Daniel Radcliffe. No, we're not watching that one. We're not? No. Oh. I told you why cuz I was like I was choosing between this one and Victor Frankenstein, and I heard this one was like super goofy, dumb, bad, and the other one's just boring, bad. But Kings, Short Kings, James McAvoy and Daniel Radcliffe. Oh God. The British. Maybe, maybe we'll have to make this an annual thing. We'll do it next year. <laughs> it's not like there's any shortage of Frankenstein movies. True. Um, we'll, well, I'll have to uh, meditate on that. Um, and I'll tell, I will tell you what we're watching next week, but first, here's how you can get in contact with the show. Find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, and review. Give us five stars. Our theme song is A Beat for You by Pseudo Echo. And next week, we're watching the movie you've all been waiting for. If anyone has waited for anything, I don't know. It's Young Frankenstein, mm-hmm. the Mel Brooks comedy parody of basically taking elements of Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, and Son of Frankenstein. So we'll have the perfect set of knowledge to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm so ready for this movie. Yeah, me, me too. It's uh, going to be a blast. Yeah, we'll catch you next week. And until then, good luck on your journey. Let's take a look, everybody. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.